Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. You don't have to use this. You don't have to use it, Mike. Dude, so are you ready for Halo Reach? Ready doesn't even begin to fucking describe it. Ready doesn't even fucking describe it. Welcome to Halo Reach! <laughs> Start biting each other's boners. <laughs> when you first showed me that you were dying. I think you were in the Taco Bell glasses. So stupid. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, you don't have to use that. I just wanted to get us in the mood. Halo, halo, and welcome back to episode 108 of the Sacred Icon Podcast. Do you guys remember Reach? Well, we sure do. We know you guys do too. That's why we're here to talk about it today. Kicking things off with me, your boy. My head bobbed. Side to side when I did that, I did it again. Double kill. It's your boy, your host, Jovial Jurassic Joshua Hargis. I almost said Jurassic Hargis. That's me. (laughs) Joining me as always is my buddy, my pal, my friend. Currently the PS5 to my Xbox Series X. He's He's got the exclusives. I've got... Game Pass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, that's cool. It uh, sounds like an insult, but it's not. But it's still cool. Anyway, guys, Brian Arvet. Brian, how you doing? How's your week been, buddy? Pretty good. You know, I was just thinking it'd be funny if uh, one of these days you introduce me and everything, and then I just I just stay dead silent, yeah. and then we just post that, so you just look like you're just really pathetic and alone. <laughs> you know what I thought of doing, dude? I thought, like, if there's ever a day where one of us isn't able to be here... I thought, like, like an April Fool's episode would be hilarious to be like, I do the intro, you're not there. It's just literally just a solo episode. And I'm like, you know, I'm buddy, my pal, my friend, Brian Arvett. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great, Josh. Uh, really happy to be here today. Uh, got a really cool topic to talk about, you guys. You know, or you pass, you know, or you do the intro and you're like, hey, lo, hey, lo, let's all get along. I'm Joshua Hargis, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what the, how you would roast me, but something. Just play both sides. Yeah. Be like, I'm, you know, Anakin Skywalker's Sim Daddy Mac. Joshua Hargis. 
<laughs> Until 20 minutes pass by, you just get sick of it, and you just end up trailing off and just being yourself the rest of the episode, probably. <laughs> That's probably how it would go. Um... Oh, well, man. We're gonna, yeah. guys, we're going we're gonna to try our best. Let's see if we can make it. We're going to try our best to go this entire episode without ever pronouncing the full title of the latest Halo release because we've talked about it way too damn much, and it's time to talk about some other Halo content, some some older games. So uh, if, we, if we have to reference yeah. the new game, we'll just say, you know, that new Halo game. We're not going to say that the word Halo that's attached. <laughs> uh, if we make it's a mistake, happening. we'll keep rolling with it, but we're hoping to just not talk Ooh, about it as much. You had to mention Roland. Ugh. I'd rather us mention the other thing we're not supposed to mention than Roland. <laughs> okay. Halo well, Roland. What would you think of they announced a new mobile game, Halo Roland? Halo Roland? Uh, would never play it. Never play it. Never play it. Never. No, but that's where I would go on YouTube and be like, they look like they're having fun. I would watch somebody else play it. Uh, no, the person I wouldn't would even be give playing it. Count. It'd be our dude, Ackman, and he'd be like, this is ass. Yeah, he's like... Why is Halo Roland so awesome and bad? <laughs> I miss him. I miss him. But man, uh, before we get into our topic, you've been going hard in Horizon. How's Horizon that been going, man? West. Uh, yeah, I was somebody who played. I was somebody who played the first game and liked it, but it didn't blow me away. Uh, didn't blow you away. I think part of the reason is because I played on a harder difficulty and like I struggled with the robots. But I'm playing on easy mode now for the new one. But uh, Man, this this sequel to Horizon uh, is it's just an exercise in all the best sophomore efforts the gaming industry has had. It's like it's your Uncharted two, it's your Mass Effect two, it's your uh, Assassin's Creed two. That's what this is. This Horizon Horizon Forbidden West. Um, you're able to play it like a linear story if you want, or have a giant open world side questy experience. The quests. This is probably the first time. Unless I'm forgetting something, this is probably the first time that someone's given Witcher Three a run for its money with quest design. Uh, there's I've the, been si- the side that. quests. I've yeah, been- the side quests are not like just boring fetch quests. It's like Witcher, where it makes you feel compelled. Deep. Yeah. So uh, it's deep. It's really it's one of the most beautiful games I've played. The story is original and exciting. Like the the way I feel about. Well, I, it's not quite the same. I was gonna say the way I feel about like this, the the depth of the story is kind of how I felt like in Halo Two. Like, whoa, all this stuff's going on. Um, I wouldn't say that like I'm as invested in the Horizon lore as I am as I was Halo in the past. But like, just like you know, playing Halo Two and being like, whoa, what's High Charity? What's the Covenant? What's the Ark? What's the Dreadnought? Like, that's how I kind of am with mm-hmm. this. The, the the story is really good. Like, I don't if people haven't played Horizon, even the first game story. One of the best parts of the first game was how good the story was. Uh, and I'm just hoping, I'm getting close, I'm in the last act of the game here, and I'm really hoping that... Uh, when did it, it come out? Friday? Uh, well, plenty of people have already beat it, Josh, but it came out on <laughs> Friday. Yeah, that's how you know we know one another well, guys, because Brian immediately knew what I was getting at by that, asking that question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, have, I have a few more quests left, but I'm in the last third of the game. Uh, but I'm hoping it lands well, and I'm hoping the third one's able to stick it. I'm guessing, though, it's going to be just like all those other sophomore sequels. I, I mentioned though where it's probably like Horizon Three is probably not going to top this. Like you know, everybody looks back at Uncharted Two, Uncharted Four kind of contested Uncharted Two, but like nobody nobody usually says Three Uncharted Three is their favorite, Assassin's Creed Three is their favorite, Mass Effect Three. It's always that. I was going to say one. sophomore always seems to nail it more often yeah. than not, and then the third one, it's always people just struggle to to close out a thing because it's hard because like basically in my close opinion, Forbidden like, West is pretty much it's done everything the first game has done better. 
Nice. Um, so it's kind of hard to do that again for the third game. Well, man, you guys are eating pretty good on that PS5 side. You got Elden Ring coming out soon too. Yeah, but that's—I mean—that's Xbox as well. I mean, it's true, but still, it's got to be kind of nice to go PS5, from like though. one to the one, you know, exclusive. Then you got another like like huge AAA game coming out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and the thing is, I actually want to go back and play the first Horizon after this, and I want to play the Uncharted series because I saw the movie. Man, I can oh, Brian, out. that makes me so happy to hear. Brian liked the Uncharted movie, right? Spoiler-free yeah, thoughts. I loved yeah, it. I, I loved it. it. Yeah, we were going to do an episode for Cinema This on that, but we haven't gotten around to seeing that yet. So I don't know what, yeah. if we're going to do that or I'm not. I'm really going to try to play through it. the series because the Uncharted movie kind of like, I don't want to say I wasn't a fan before, like I was totally on board with <coughs> Uncharted, but the, the movie kind of made me a fan a bit. Like I really want to play the game because like, it's like uh, cool. I'm one of the weirdos that says like I enjoy the Witcher Netflix series even more than the games. Um, so that's kind of, I think I will like Uncharted, I think I'll like the Uncharted games better than the movie once I play them. Yeah, if you like the but movie right, more, that's cool. If anything, it's just, it's still going to yeah. let you live in the but, world. I don't know, though, because I feel like the, I feel like the Witcher TV series is a lot higher quality than Uncharted movie, but the Uncharted movie was really good. I mean, good if you like National Treasure... Oh, like, exactly, that's how, that's exactly how I described it to Dad. I was like, it's I like want, a, yeah. it's like a National Treasure action movie, Dad. And you know what, Brian? First Uncharted, definitely dated, but still fun. A bit clunky, still fun. Second one is like almost peak, like still holds up. It's amazing. Third one, it's it's all right. Kind of has that like almost the third game thing that happens. Yeah, it's the third game thing. It's it's not bad in any way. It's just coming off two. It's not as thrilling. But yeah, then four obviously is. I think four is the best one. But you, it's only yeah. the best if you worked up to that level. And then Lost Legacy is a short like five hour DLC like kind of. Uh, happy ending i mean that's <laughs> no pun in none i don't mean any uh, negative sexual connotations with that but i mean literally it just feels like icing on the cake like a victory lap it feels super like rewarding but also again it's not i don't know it looks so erica's only played uncharted 4 and she loves it so, so. Good, dude and you're gonna love i mean obviously you've seen it i know but you'll Honestly, love that dude, crack what section. i want to do i know i'm not going to do this but what i want to do is i want to say screw elden ring even though i bought it already yeah screw elden ring play horizon zero dawn the first one on easy mode through again and then go into the uncharted i'll play all four uncharted in a row that sounds amazing to, to me that sounds amazing yeah i know i'm just gonna be hard to avoid elden Ring, but you know what i'm so sick of difficult games man i'm just sick of it i don't i don't want to be call me uh plebe call me whatever but i don't call want to be challenged okay? i am challenged by life my job my health the world. I'm challenged already. I don't need... I go to video <laughs> for entertainment. I'm done. I don't want challenging experiences. I don't care. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty good. I'm challenged enough in my life already. It's like an angry YouTuber. This is my I entertainment. I don't want this, but I gotta play it. I and got there's no somebody challenge. listening who's saying, but Brian, I am in, I'm entertained by challenge. That's great for you. I'm not. I don't want to be. So... Do it your way, I'll do mine. No, that's Don't cool, though. Be. That's cool, though. I, yeah. I'm happy to hear that about Uncharted, man. I've been waiting for you to play that series for a long time. And, I, man, I I, like I said, I was. Uh, you've already seen it, I know, but, man, you'll love that crash section. You'll love it. It's just such a cool cutscene. not just playing it, but it's just everything around it. God damn, what a... Honestly, one of the most amazing games I've ever played. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Halo Reach! Put it in! Put it in! <laughs> uh, if anybody's uh, ever seen the Ego Raptor Halo Reach video on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about, but it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, well, Brian, yeah, we're going to talk about Halo Reach today because we don't want to talk about that other game, that other Halo, the newer <laughs> one that everyone it's seems nice to, to have It's nice to look about. back. The seeds of our future are yeah. sown in our past. So, Halo Reach, Brian, take me a little bit back to 2010, or even 20, 2009, I think, when it was revealed, right? So, 
coming off ODST, you're in this weird post like trilogy era of Halo yeah. for Bungie, and and it gets like revealed. You know, you're playing as just basically your own protagonist. It's not even like the rookie. I mean, you, it's a little bit similar, but a little bit different. What was that like? Like, how did you feel about that initially? Well, it's kind of weird how like out of the know I was because I covered the this on the ODST thing before, but like. Long story short, basically, the year ODST came out, I was had my first girlfriend, so I wasn't paying attention. Then I got ODST a couple months late, and then I was playing ODST in, like, December or January. It was probably, like, January of 2010, I was playing ODST, oh, okay. and somebody in my party chat, like a random, was like, well, you know Halo Reach is coming later this year, right? And I was like, it is? Like I didn't reach. Even, What's that? Yeah, I was like too busy with other things in life, so I was like, "Oh, Halo Reach is coming out this year," so I started looking to it. Got really hyped. Uh, of course, I was, but I was still date. I was dating my second girlfriend in early 2010, so I was still kind of not paying attention. But then, is that when you were working at Whitey's? Uh, Whitey's and Fazoli's. Oh, nice. Working at both Fazoli's. Mo- pretty much everyone listening to this is not gonna know what Whitey's is, but Fazoli's they'll know because yeah. Fazoli's is Whitey's ice cream so good though. Um. But yeah, so two th- so the beta came out for Reach in the summer of 2010, and I didn't get to play the Halo 3 beta, but the Reach beta, I was there for, and I was so freaking excited for this beta. What were you going to say, Josh? No, no, I was going to say, like, how, yeah, what were your initial impressions? Uh, you got I mean, the jetpack in there, you got a lot, a lot oh, of different stuff. You, you all know, my initial impressions was it was amazing. I thought it could be, when I played Reach beta, I thought this could be the best Halo ever. Um, okay. the, the graphics were, to me, they were like, it was the most realistic looking Halo. So I was like, the graphics were awesome. The beta was so much fun. You had Invasion, which was this crazy new mode where you was had that in the beta? versus Spartans. What's that? Was that in the beta? Invasion was, yeah. Okay. Cause that I was played a new like, big mode. Cause I, that okay, was so. like their big show off thing, but it didn't really, it just didn't last. I feel like people got, people wanted to go back to regular Slayer because, you know, elites didn't have the same elites and Spartans weren't even and evenly matched and it was kind of it wasn't the typical thing it was more of a I remember i remember you saying like uh, back in when mcc launched you really liked invasion so you were like happy yeah i think it was more something that pve like you know campaign guys like me would like because it's like elites trying to defend like spartans trying to defend like a like a server station and then elites trying to take it and it's why you like firefight too right because you get the pve yeah you had the full firefight mode um in there uh which there was i think that was part of the beta too it was a little bit of firefight um, but I was really excited for it because I was just like, I love the book Fall of Reach. This game graphically looks amazing. Um, is there a you know, point? Like, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I probably do that a lot on this one, but is there a point? So you, the guy tells you about Halo Reach and all that stuff. Is there a point before you really start looking into this stuff that you're thinking it's going to be adapted? Uh, it's going to be an adaptation of the book or are you thinking, no, this is going to be something separate? No, I didn't really think it was going to, I never really thought it was going to be the book adapted, but I did wonder if maybe we'd get like a scene or a moment from the book play out oh, in the okay. game, which didn't like from happen someone really. else's perspective or something. Yeah, or maybe just like get a cutscene where Chief is doing something that he did in the book. Oh, okay. Chief is gotcha. not part of the game. Yeah, uh, but that never really happened. But um, yeah, so I was really excited from the beta, and when I got done playing the beta, I was just like, I cannot wait for this game. This is back before I became disillusioned with Halo. Some, so my my hype was through the roof. Yeah. Um. So then, what's funny is, and so. Okay, so I graduated from high school right around the time the beta came out. Okay. 2010. Mm-hmm. So then 2000 or going into the end of the summer of 2010, I signed up for a local community college because, you know, I was just raised with the mindset of, you know, when you graduate high school, you go right into college. Like that's really what you do and you know, I never really was into school in high school. I never really paid attention. I didn't really do my 
homework a lot. Um, so when I got to college, it was a combination of two things. Like, I wasn't prepared at all for college. And two, uh, only a couple weeks into college, I would come into the my college class and I would sit at the back on the computer browsing the Halo Reach bungee cord. <laughs> I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, like I would just go in to class, not pay attention, and browse the forums for Halo Reach. I was just so excited. And then I would, sometimes I come into class late, sometimes I bring in some food with me, sometimes I leave early. I just... Totally just was not. It's funny. You almost like in a weird way created this obligation for yourself, but then you like try to get out of it while also going to it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's life. That's life. My heart was not in. No, I get that. I've been there. I've been there. But yeah, but you read a bunch of stuff all the time. You were just constantly looking at that stuff. Continue. Yeah. So, I mean, like on one hand, I would say like, I would say objectively that wasn't a good way to handle um, college. Like objectively, like if you're going to be that way, you just shouldn't even go which I ended up dropping to college that semester. I just dropped out and went and got to uh, got a got a job at actually I got a job well I got a job at the place I met Josh at the, the third oh, shift of the grocery shit. store. Shit. Um, but uh, yeah, so on one hand, I would say for all those listening who might want to, hopefully nobody does, but might want to look after my example. Don't do what I did. It was really stupid to go to college and drop out of it. Um, but at the same time, I will say, if you're somebody who's already done something like that, went to college and dropped out or decided not to go to college, you know, people like to paint this bleak picture for your life, but I don't really feel like that's, uh, that's fair. You know, I have a, I have a decent paying job with benefits and my wife has a job and we have a house and cars and, you know, I feel like I'm living a pretty good life. So I don't feel like that was like me dooming my life or anything, you know? Yeah. People got different ways Uh of getting life is like a circle and it's like, you got different ways of kind of like getting around to certain other things. You think yeah. it's going to be like a straightforward path and sometimes it's not, but yeah, yeah I don't remember, know what you're going to do. No. Yeah. I remember being <laughs> around the time this game came out. I remember being just mostly like tunnel vision for Skyrim. Cause I was dating, <clears throat> excuse me. I was dating my first partner at the time. So I was pretty focused on that and I was working at Lowe's and that was second shift. So that was brutal to ever get used to. I hate working second shift to this day. I work, that's why I work thirds. That's why Brian works first. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember that coming out and I got to tell this story real quick because mostly keep the focus on you. But guys, it was, a ter- it was a terrible thing of me to do. But so this guy at work, I'm working at Lowe's and this this older guy is like, Man, you play the new Halo? And I'm like, oh shit, you play Halo? And you know, in my head, I'm like, well, you're old. <laughs> I'm, yeah. a, I'm a dick for that. I'm, I'm young though, but uh, but I was just like, that's cool, and I didn't, but I didn't say it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I really like him. I, you know, I play the stories and everything. He's like, uh, he's like, have you played it? And I'm like, no, no, no. I just, I just been busy, you know. And he's like, well, he's like, I'll, I'll bring it in, let you borrow it. And at that point in time, I had a real bad habit of when people did that. I just was like, oh yeah, okay. Even though I hated being put under the obligations. When someone, yeah. uh, someone was like, have you seen... I remember one guy was like, you seen Dogma? And I was like, no, I haven't. He's like, oh, I'll let you borrow it. I got it on DVD. I'll bring it tomorrow. And I'm like... Uh, 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 Which is so get, crazy because they're basically saying, like, let me force three hours of your free time away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he brings it in, lets me borrow it. I play through, like, the first, maybe second mission that night. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty fun. It's like, uh, I'm, it's not hitting me like I'm suddenly, like... Um, in in love again with Halo, uh, like it's taken over my life. But I'm like, oh man, I do remember this like bungee Halo feel. This is fun. And long story short, I beat the game. But at that point in time, within like the week or two I had it, 
He ends up going to the two days. I'm working second shift, so he goes to like first shift. I don't see him anymore. I beat the game and it sits there for like a month. I think two maybe passes. And I guys, I, I went and I traded that game in. Holy shit, I didn't yeah. know that. Huh? <laughs> it was a dick thing to do. Now, granted, guys, to be clear, I'm 33 now. When this happened, shit, I was like 21, 22. I was pretty young. But that I, there was a point, it was around that time, like I said, he went to first shift. I wasn't working there anymore. Again, I'm digging myself a hole. You never asked really, for it back? He never did. He never did. Now, I know for sure he would have wanted it back. What I should have done is went in there during the daytime, and I should have been like, hey, man, finished it. Wow, you're right. That was great. But instead, I was like, I'm going to go right across. <laughs> I'm going to go over to Disc Replay, which is oh two my. stores over. And I was oh, like, my much, gosh. How, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, how much can I get for this game? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I love that this is like your singular biggest dick move moment in the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, but that's that's my story. My first time with Halo Reach. Uh, I forget some that other guy's name. Copy of Reach. Uh, if he if you're listening to this by any chance, man, I'm uh, <laughs> I owe you sixty dollars with interest for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. And I was a dick for that. But no, uh, that game was pretty cool. But I was like super, super hyper fixated on Skyrim because I was dating my first girlfriend. So I wasn't like the games I was playing the most was like 2k. I just didn't, I wasn't as focused on video games. So I knew Skyrim was coming and that was the one. Cause you know, like when you're young, especially and you're in relationships, you know, you're like your first one and stuff like that. You get focused on that. So the only games that like penetrate through that bubble are like those big, big ones, you know, those big triple A ones that kind of come every so often. Like for some, your call of duty, Elder Scrolls, Halo, yeah, that type of stuff. But yeah, I was I was pretty oblivious to everything about Halo Reach coming out. But I played a day of the multiplayer and I really liked it. But then I just didn't play it again, and I don't think I ever really played it. Just weren't like, the, just wasn't you weren't in that season of life where you cared. No, no. But for you, man, uh, did you go to a midnight launch for that? I did. So so I you know I ended up well I dropped I dropped out of college like two months after Reach came out so I, I was still in college when Reach came out but I convinced our friend Justin to call into his job to go oh, to the midnight launch I forgot me. about this why am I even asking but tell us again yeah so well this is a, I'm not going to repeat the whole story but I'll you don't have to but quick. give us give us some of Th- it this is the whole story I've told before where like I so I convinced Justin to call into work to go to the midnight launch with me we got Reach. And that's when he was like, hey, man, you want to go to Wendy's? And I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. And he's like, come on, let's go. I'll buy you a cheeseburger. I'm like, okay, sure, fine. So he buys himself a cheeseburger and fries, and he buys me a cheeseburger. And he eats his whole cheeseburger and fries on the way home. And then when we get to his house to play Reach, he's like, hey, I'm still hungry. I want your burger. And I'm like, dude, are you serious? You bought this for me. And he's like, no, yeah, I'm serious. I'm hungry. I'm like, no, man, you ain't getting this burger. I'm eating it. He's like, you said you didn't even want it. I was like... You offered it to me, and now I, I know I'm planning on eating it. And he's like, but I want it. And I'm like, I just pick it up and I start eating it. He's like, you're a dick. You're a dick, man. You're an asshole. I'm like, you got no, it. dude. Like, that's you You said you, you bought it for me, man. Damn. But anyways. Uh, so funny. You guys, if you guys haven't heard that story, you got to go listen to, like, the first couple episodes because Brian tells it in detail, and then Justin comes on, like, the first or second episode and tells his version of the story. Great hearing those inside Inside narratives, man. I loved it. I loved it. But continue, yeah, bro. So, I'm sorry. So we set up two TVs in Justin's house, and we both had our Xboxes, and we were going to co-op the game together, mm-hmm. but I had recently got the new Xbox 360 Slim, but I came with the 4-gig flash memory, and you could not do co-op if you had flash memory. 
would not let you do co-op. That's so weird. So, so we had to play separate because I had to go buy a literal hard drive, like internal 360 hard drive to be able yeah. to do that. Um, I think that you also couldn't the fun do... a little bit. What's that? Did that kind of ruin um, the fun? I wasn't super bummed because I basically just wanted to experience the story, but I, I was mostly bummed that I had to go buy the freaking hard drive because you couldn't do something else either. It was either Forge or, or Theater. Maybe it was Theater. That's I think so it was weird. Theater. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you couldn't do without the hard drive. Um, but yeah, so we started playing separately and... Basically, dude, I, you know me, like wanting to consume the Halo story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sat there and played from midnight all the way till it was time for me to go to my morning class at college. I was like three, two or three missions away from the end, and I just paused the game and went to my college class on zero sleep, Oof. and then came back from the college class and finished the game. And honestly, I was amazed by Reach. I I had like no problems with it at launch. I loved it. I loved the campaign. I loved the multiplayer. Um, I was very happy with it. I, it was in my top three Halos when it came out. Um, that's changed over time. I love it still. Um, but yeah, I was very excited about the game. Very happy well, when, with it. When you went to class for and you, you're like in the like near the end of the game, you, but you got to go to class. Are you like, man, I hate this? Oh yeah, I was dreading it, dude. I was like, I do not want to go. I was like, and I and even though I you know was shirking duties at school like i still felt like i couldn't i was paying to go to college i felt like i, I couldn't skip school for a game so i went and you know but man, yeah man it, what it, it was, what it was, was it, awesome um what was it like for you be, uh getting to the end of the game and you see the bungee thing and the farewell thing this was like for me the music's playing and i'm seeing that fucking ship i'm seeing the pillar of autumn go off and it's like i'm seeing this sign come up me who's completely out of touch i'm seeing them basically say their farewell and i'm like fuck is this yeah, you don't even know about. I don't even know thing. about it. What was that like for yeah. you? Did you know what was going on? Oh, I thought it was like a perfect ending. Like when I saw that it was like so. I mean, think about it. In 2010, they show the Pillar of Autumn going towards Halo, just like the first shot of Halo Combat Evolved, and then yeah. the credits roll, and then you come back and it says survive, and you get to play as Noble Six fighting. Oh yeah, I wasn't death. talking about the survive part, but I love the survive. I know. So it was like I thought it was a perfect ending, a perfect way for Bungie to go out. I thought. I thought to myself, which is crazy, because I was right and wrong. I thought to myself, I was like, this is it for Halo. Now that Bungie's done, we'll never get another good Halo game again. Halo's going to suck from here on out. And truly, what ended up happening is, happening is, we did get some really great Halo experiences still through 343, but it did get more opinionated and convoluted, and like it became more of an issue. But I will say, for those listening, both younger and both just not involved at the time, I was on the Bungie forums during Reach's launch window and the beta and stuff. And it, it was toxic as hell then, man. People talking about stupid decisions. They didn't like armor abilities. The grenades were... I remember grenades they thought were too large or had too much of an impact. Okay. Um, and I remember Bungie basically coming out and being like, hey, we're going to change some things, but uh, a lot of this is the way we wanted it. You just got to deal with it, which I know which is what Josh hated about Bungie. I, that I uh, get, but I, I just... It was the melee issue, that melee yeah. thing in Halo 3. But and they, they did were, that like, stuff up. a lot. I was like, they were basically I was like, just on. like... Deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. Which, um, some ways so, I understand. Yeah, the community was still at each other's throats back then. I remember people saying before Reach came out that Halo 3 was disappointing. And then when Reach came out, people were talking about how amazing Halo 3 was and Reach was garbage. All of that stuff was going on back do you, then. Do you remember what it was like in terms of like the uh, MLG stuff? Because I remember hearing it was like it launched and there was like a lot of hype. And then, like, in terms of MLG competitive yeah. scene, and then it just kind of flatlined. I mean, it died off pretty quickly because it just wasn't built competitively. I mean, you yeah. had sprint was an ability. It wasn't native or gone. It was just, like, an ability. You had stuff like armor lock and and uh, jetpack just throwing off everything. And 
you know, they had reintroduced Starting off with packs. either the DMR or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, DMR. The bloom was a huge issue for people. Yeah, like, bloom. People hate it. Um, so, I mean, I the it. funny thing is, like, my experience with Reach at launch was just, wow, what an amazing game. I'm so satisfied. I'm so happy. I played tons of the multiplayer. I, I built my credits up and got my Spartan new armors. I replayed the campaign. I did Firefight. I did Forge. I did all that stuff, and I had a blast, so I had no negative opinions about it. But behind the scenes, the multiplayer competitive space was very unhappy. Um, a lot of people were super pissed that the story uh, screwed up the lore with the Fall of Reach book, which that is true, and that is very fair uh, to be upset about that because it really did screw up things for no reason. But for me, I just tried to view it as this is what Bungie wanted to make. They don't. They don't make the books, and I just like let it be what it was. And it was a very, it was a very good ending. I was just could be wrong, but wasn't it like a year later they had a reprint of Fall of Reach? Under yeah, three four three, three, and three and took over. When three four three took over, they started reprinting the books. But the thing is, to my knowledge, even with the reprints, there's some stuff that's just kind of off. Like the book just flat out says that Chief was on the Autumn in the air, like in 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 space. During the time that you're bringing Cortana to him in the game, right? So like, it's just some flat out inconsistency there. But you know, it's for whatever, you, man, it's a well, yeah, universe. For you initially, was that one of those things where you're like, "How do I get around this?" Or is it frustrating? Or are you just like, "I don't care"? Truth be told, back then, dude, I was so impressed with Reach, I didn't care. I was just like, you know what, you know. And I always thought, and the thing is, people sometimes they forget, but like Bungie repeatedly said, it's kind of what George Lucas said. They're like, games are first priority. Games are what matter. Games is what's true. The book stuff counts, but it's secondary. If anything in the games is uh, different, the games are the the right way. That's like it's not going to stop them. They're not going to go look at the books to see what they can't do. No, and I think somebody at Bungie, I think it might have been Marcus Leto, but I don't want to say that for sure, but someone at Bungie kind of politely, but almost with a hint of Stark, was basically like, we know that this isn't going to be the same as the book, but we don't care. It's our game. We're going to make it the way we want. You know, yeah, and that's no, what they did. Sure. So well, I respect that to some degree. You know, well, guys, uh, this <laughs> there was a thing where Brian. Okay, so you know, you get through the game. You know, you're playing as as that dude. Was it Noble Six? Right, I always get it yeah, mixed Noble up. Six. Yeah, Noble Six playing as Noble Six, and you know, it's all different story, different narrative, and everyone's dying off one by one, and it's tragic. And you know how it's going to end, but you don't know how you're going to get there. And you get there. Brian's goes on this epic journey, like he just said. He goes to college. Uh, a couple missions with a couple missions left to go. He comes back home, finishes it up, credits roll, and then it pops up and it says "survive." Brian, what did you do? You remember? What I was did? like, "Holy shit, are they doing this? Are they really doing this?" And then it just gave you player control, and what this is the part. Control. <laughs> this, this is what like I am so different than most gamers. The way <laughs> I approach shit that it's just gonna blow your mind, but like. So, you know, climactic moment, Bungie's last game, the yep. credits roll, it's yeah, emotional, yeah, yeah. pops up and it says survive. The second I get player control, I run right into enemy hands and let myself die as quick as possible <laughs> so I can see the next cutscene. <laughs> I don't even try to, it's like, oh. one mission, survive, and I'm like, run straight to an elite and a group, a group of grunts, and I'm like, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Uh, not kill me, fan. and then I can watch the final cutscene. I just wanted to see what came next, you know, I wanted to consume story. So then the next time I played through the story, I tried to survive, but the first time I was just like, kill my dumb ass. I just love it. You know, the first impressions and experiences are are the ones that you never forget. And when Brian told me that, I laughed for about a good straight five minutes. Yeah, because that's it. Because everyone's like... so funny. Everybody who's got this section is probably like, holy shit, man. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to take them down. I'm going to survive. And I'm just like, kill me. 
Yeah. I want to see the cutscene. <laughs> well, when that popped up for me the first time, I was really surprised, and I thought, man, is there like kind of like post what would essentially be like a DLC thing for like this game already packed into it? I was like, what am I getting? Like, is there gonna is is this a mission? And then I quickly realized like it's a little zone, and basically. Like, as I was playing through it in the two or three minutes, I just realized, like, oh, shit, I got to die. You know, I got to die. And I was like, yeah, once I realized, like, what, what's going to, what's inevitable, then I was like, okay, I'm going to have fun with this. And then I died. <laughs> as soon as the glass cracked, because once you get take enough damage, the glass of your helmet cracks. Yeah. Remember that? So that, yep. that's when you know, like, okay, this is how it's happening. But, yeah. you know, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I bet there's got to be, like, an Easter egg or something here. And I remember waiting, and as time went on, people managed to survive for, like, that became a end. thing, yeah. And there was no, itself. there was no hidden stuff that we, not that we know of. No, it was a badge of honor yeah. <laughs> that people wore proudly. Yeah. But and that cutscene yeah. was amazing too. At the end of it, what is it? Didn't Marcus Leto say that that's like people arriving years later when you see that like transport yeah. ship uh, shuttle? So at the come. very, very end, you hear uh, Doctor Halsey. I believe it was Halsey. I'm trying to. Th- yeah. yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It was Halsey. Yeah, it was Halsey talking over like your helmet of your dead Spartan embedded in reach and you see that the planet's regrown grass and there's a ship in the background and and she's basically saying like you know we're so appreciative for what you've done it's too bad you didn't live to see us win mm-hmm. and it takes place in like night or like a 2580 or something I think like 30 years later okay I think okay. it might be and like Marcus Leto said on Twitter like the the point of that was you know post Halo 3 you know the Covenant War is over and hum- and Reach has regrown and become rehabitable, and humanity has come back to live there. Like, that ship you see at the end of Reach yeah. is humanity coming back to repopulate That's so Reach. cool. So I wonder if they're going to act, if, like, 343 is going to, like, respect that in some way, because right now, obviously, we're starting up new story avenues with their, with their games. Are they going to respect that and make it so that Reach is rehabitable? Rehabitable? I don't want to say that too well. Rehabilitated? Um, I don't know. Rehabilitated? Yeah. Are know. they going to make that happen, or is that just going to like not be canon or something? Because right. you know, thirty because with all the new issues introduced in the new Halo game that we're not going to say, um, you know, it would make sense that there's still crap going on. Yeah. Uh, in nineteen or uh, I keep saying 19, yeah because we get shadows of reach, but that's still within this like Master Chief timeline era. Yeah, that'd still be like twenty some years. Yeah, so you got like another. Yeah, 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 exactly. So. Yeah, so and I think in Shadows of Reach, it it does say that things are starting to come back on the planet. That's pretty dope. Like, yeah, which uh, yeah, which is really cool. Which is it's cool too because I'm since I'm playing Horizon and like a big part of the Horizon story is that like terraforming the planet, like they terraforming Earth to back to health. Um, so that's pretty cool. Hell but, yeah! Um, what wasn't there? Yeah, wasn't I, there I also love the Reach. What's that? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Wasn't there a shot in the beginning where you see the helmet? Like in the very beginning of the campaign? Yeah, that's when it's like right after it's been defeated, but at the end it's like once it's healed. Isn't that such a cool like bookend? It is. So cool. It is. It's 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 a great way to end the series. And honestly, like I have never I've never really loved a Halo game more since Reach. Like when I got Halo 4, I fell for it pretty quick and I really thought like I thought maybe I liked Halo 4 more, but as time went on and games have cemented in history and, you know, I nothing nothing touches the, the, the Bungie Halos for me. And it sucks because every now and then I see a random, like, dick crop up on Twitter and say that, uh, that you and I are Bungie purists, which is so insane because if you've listened to our content, I mean, if, if to you the definition of Bungie purists is Josh and I prefer the Bungie Halos... If that's your definition, then I guess you're correct. But like to me, Bungie purist is like someone who doesn't accept anything else and dogs what's new and and doesn't like three four three stuff. But 
I mean, if you listen to this podcast, especially since the beginning, we have made so many cases for 343 and their games and their content and their books and media. Pretty sure we did a 10-episode retrospective series on the game development. We are not Bungie purists. We just happen to like the Bungie Halos more. I actually think, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, I think you have at least one, if not two, 343 titles above uh, Halo Bungie 5 time. is up there for me. It okay, really don't is. say the name of that other game, though. <laughs> but we don't want to say that. But it's but it, Halo 5 is honestly up there, I think. Because of the multiplayer experience. So much time, yes, but so much time has also passed that I'm like, nostalgic I'm, I'm nostalgic for the hype of the campaign. Yeah. Like, I don't look forward, when I think about replaying it, I don't look forward to the Warden Eternal stuff. Yeah. But I'm so, like, desensitized now to only playing as chief for three missions and stuff like that, that it doesn't even, like, phase me, really. So when it gets to, like, when it actually gets to chief, I'm good. I, and I'm just like, because I can't remember if I told you guys, well, no, I've said it on the podcast way back, but I bought those two le- uh, limited edition controllers, yeah. the chief one, the lock one, and I told Brian beforehand what I was going to do is use one, use the respective character one for each character when the mission was there, and then Brian tells me, like, a day or two before the game, he's on NeoGAF, and he's like, Dude, they're saying Chief's mission's only he's only got three. And I'm like, what? And he's like, <laughs> I just know yeah. Why. And I'm like, they they don't know what they're talking about. This bullshit. And Brian's like, uh, and then gives me all these deets and these things to back it up. And then it becomes true. And I just remember looking over at my Chief controller and I was like, you know, out of these two, you're you're my favorite. Don't tell the other one, but I, I wish I could play you right now. I wish I could use yeah. you. And then eventually I was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna switch. But yeah, I, I love Halo 5 so much. Um, yeah, I, I, even, the, really even the story and campaign with all its problems, I'm so nostalgic for it. Yeah. You know? hey, like honestly, you said, I, like when I play it, I'm just like, when I get to the War and Eternal stuff, I'm like, ah, but I still love the game. I don't yeah, know. if I could honestly, if I can separate Halo 5 from like all the other Halos, like if it can just, if I can just look at it as its own entity. It's a good game. The only thing I don't like about the story is the War and Eternal repetition, and then also the fading to black for every cutscene. Yeah. The narrative and everything, I'm kind of like, I'm actually pretty cool with. But again, that's looking at it like on its own and trying to disassociate it yeah. with years of stuff that's built up. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, I feel like um, there's just there was just uh, an element to Bungie's Halos, especially back in that day. I don't know if. If Bungie made a Halo nowadays, it would have that element. Um, but back in that day, like Reach, ODST, one through th- Halo 1 through 3, they just had a feeling that it's not replicated in the 343 titles. And I, I don't think that it needs to be. I don't think 343 needs to be um, Bungie. And I've had amazing times in all of 343's titles. And obviously the newest Halo that we're not going to talk about has... <laughs> I love how you keep saying that. Well, because I'm afraid one of us are going to say the name. Newest Halo like we're not going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, that one's obviously channeled the most bungee stuff it can, but I still think even there uh, it's just not quite the same. But um, yeah, I, I understand why people don't like Reach as a title as much because um, you know it really changed up the multiplayer in ways that people didn't like. Um, and mess with the lore and canon of of you know of what happened in Fall of Reach. You don't play as Chief. You know Noble Six really can't ever have too much character because he's either male or female. I was gonna say that game. had to have been cool for a lot of the females out there because that's really like, in one sense, there's some similarities to the rookie in that it's an empty vessel. But then for females, it's like it's the first time you actually get to have a female Spartan that you yeah. play as. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, rookie to me like is the perfect encapsulation of the empty vessel thing because mm-hmm. he is just a character basically his name is just a play at the fact that he's no one he's the rookie yeah um, but where noble six noble six has a voice it's just whether you choose male or female voice and whether the character's male or female and um 
But yeah, no, it, Reach was a, a fantastic way for Bungie to go out. I wouldn't change it. I'm happy with it. Uh, in in the in the if I was ranking the Bungie Halo games, yeah, Reach is my least favorite. But that's that's not to say anything bad about it. It's amazing. You know, you know, it's weird you mentioned that because when we well, when it came out on MCC, what was it January of 2021? I think now it was January 2021, and uh, we were doing a couple episodes on the levels and stuff. And I remember playing, like we we were just replaying through it. And I remember thinking like this at the time preceding playing that in MCC. It was actually one of my favorite Halos. And then as I was playing through it, nothing about it made me feel like it was one of my least favorites. Like it had somehow climbed or went down. Yeah. But it did. And I couldn't figure out why, but I was just like, huh. Like, I think I'm with you. I don't know. Like I nothing think, about yeah, it. Yeah, I wrong. think let's unpack that a little bit because I actually feel the same way. I think a lot of people, because over the years you've seen more and more people say, oh, I don't like Reach or Reach isn't that good. Obviously, there's plenty of people who also say it's their favorite. But like, I think the nature of Reach's story just it doesn't have the same hooks let's make a great let's make a really easy comparison we've talked about this before star wars rogue one mm. rogue one we always joke about how like they basically copied reach halo reach um, a star wars story for amazing as rogue one is i think you'd agree with me josh like rogue one it went for a certain thing just like reach did where like rogue one's not going to hook you on like it's like it's love story or it's like Jedi lightsaber stuff or like it's connection to Luke, you know, like I think it's pretty fair to say there's not any character in Rogue One that's going to uh, get to fans' hearts like Luke did in the 70s and 80s, you know, oh, like fair. I love you know, like the, I love Krennic and stuff, but they're yeah. I mean, they, they're only in that movie and they die. So it's harder for people to latch on. So, yeah, but like, you know, like the uh, the Star Wars, at least episodes one through nine, like they're trying to tell you a ongoing narrative with characters and their emotions and their relationships and rogue one and reach that's not what they were about it was about like what's going on in the universe it's like what the state of the universe and what's happening we got to get the death star plans it's not really about Jyn or so it's not really about uh the rogue one about the bigger group of picture people. it's just yeah it's just the bigger picture and reach reach is a bigger picture game so good point when you go back and play it it's like well i'm not really waiting to see Chief say giving the Covenant back their bomb. I'm not waiting to see Johnson die. I'm not waiting to see Arbiter discover the truth about the lies the prophets have told. You know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting to see if Cat doesn't get sniped. But she gets sniped oh, every time. I thought you would say you're waiting to see Cat's booty, though, because that sounds like a Josh thing. <laughs> that is pretty nice. But no, dude, it's like it's like when I watch Revenge of the Sith, and there's always that part of me that's like, maybe Anakin won't go to the dark side this time. And then it always happens. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, got to be, so gotta I, be I think, a word for that. I think you got to be in the right mood to play Reach, just like you got to be in the right mood to watch Rogue One. Like, if you're trying to get all the Star Warsy feels of, like, the Force and Padawans and uh, Jedi Council and stuff... You're not going to get that from Rogue One. You're you're most likely no. going to go into like the prequels, originals, maybe the sequels. You know, you know, now it's good we are talking about that because you know what I think it is now. I think it's because it's it's just more militaristic. What do I always say? I like Halo. It's or, very I like Halo when it's more Starship Trooper. The sci-fi stuff stripped out a lot. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was much more serious, militaristic, mixed with like a lot of seriousness. Isn't it and, funny then that like Reach and Halo Four are like two opposite sides? Because re- to me, Halo 4 is like strips the military out and it's super sci-fi. Yeah, that's you know, a good it point. Comes, comes right after. It's sci-fi. You got big bad dude in a floating ball. You know the Prometheans, the, uh, the Requiem, um, the hologram lady who is the librarian. It's super sci-fi. Orange. 
orange everywhere. Dear Lord, please get rid of it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's Sorry, a really good point too. If you're listening, it's like it, no, it's like I mean that's a really good point because at the same time it's like it does have some of the militariness of like you get you know Roland in there's another AI. You get you know all the Palmer Ugh. and all the other characters. So you get a little bit of that, but you're right, it's more sci-fi than Roland. <laughs> Hey! Hey! Don't yeah. talk about me like that. Hey, Lil Roland. Hey, hey Lil, Lil Roland. I don't like you. Hey, Lil Dude, look at you trying to talk now. No, no, no. Okay, well, but you uh, got those goggles right above your eyes. Your eyes. Your <laughs> hey, you can't talk. do nothing with those. You look like you just came out of Crimson Skies. I say you look, I said, you like, look you just, like you just came out, out of Crimson Skies. Oh, uh, beautiful, beautiful. Brian, what about the multiplayer, real quick? Um, the game comes out, multiplayer's there, and then also, you know. You get it on the combat anniversary. You get some of the remade maps and stuff like that as DLC for that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because you once, I remember you at one point in time saying Reach was your favorite Halo multiplayer. Does that still hold up? See, it's it's weird how like time and context and like hindsight change things, right? Because like I liked, I enjoyed Reach's multiplayer way more than Halo 3's when it came out. And I played it more than Halo 3. Like I spent more time in Reach's than Halo 3. But the thing is, I'm not a competitive person, you know, and I'm big on like the PVE stuff. So like right. the the abilities, like seeing people fly around in jetpacks and people do armor lock and stuff and and having sprint, like that was just fun to me because I wasn't concerned about like fair competitive start stuff. Yeah. Um so I had a lot of fun with it. Plus I they introduced modes like like the zombie infection mode where you could roll around because you had roll and reach. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll and you had like when the speed was increased, you could roll like halfway across the map. <laughs> hey Lil Rolling, hey Lil Hey Lil Rolling. Um, so I love the modes. I love the maps. Like I thought it was like obviously the maps were like integrated into the campaign. We've talked about that before too. Like some of the maps. Yeah, Marcus was campaign, like, I, so. "We ever had to do that again? I don't think we yeah. did again." So uh, it was just an interesting experience. Um, but you know, looking back now, you know, t- uh, twelve years later, and with all of our land parties and stuff, you know, I would rather play Halo Three or Two or. Uh, I mean, several of the newer ones I'd rather play. It's interesting. But I think, we- I think Reach, honestly, the only if we're going to do a LAN party, the only time I'd pick Reach is to pick it over... I'd probably pick it over 4 or Halo 1. I was going to say, you know. when we last did a LAN party, it was before Reach had come to MCC. But when we played MCC LAN party stuff, we usually it was always like almost exclusively 2 and 3 with a little bit of 4. I don't feel yeah. like we played much Halo 1. But yeah, I don't know. Halo Reach just introduced too many things into the the sandbox Mm -hmm. for like, if we're just having like a, you know, a lot of times we had LAN parties, we get people who weren't like hardcore Halo fans or just people with Halo memories who want to come have fun. And we don't want to do Reach because Reach, it's like, okay, well, we got all these armor abilities and, you know, pickups and it's just, uh, let's just do something more simple, you know, so. um, No, I feel that way. I don't really ever, when it came out on MCC, I remember playing the multiplayer pretty hard and I was like, yeah, this is. It's actually a lot more fun than I remember it because I never actually invested too much time with it in its heyday. But the Bloom stuff was just one of those things I was reminded of that. And I was like, man, I don't like that. And the DMR, it's like, I love that weapon. But as a starting, it sucks when you're having DMR battles and you're trying to close. And it's like, I feel like I'm shooting him and my crosshair is red, yeah. but he's not dying. I'm just, what is going on with that? But I, I love how to, colorful it was. It was much more colorful than some of the other Halos, I feel like. See, I just a, used to, to I just it. used to not be a used to not be a big fan of Halo 3's multiplayer because coming off of Halo 2's like I think objectively Halo 3's multiplayer was more floaty. Oh, yeah. Two. Yeah. And, but then, yeah. you know, not only has time passed and made me like Halo 3's more, but also with the increased field of view, it doesn't feel as slow anymore. I remember you saying that when that option came about, you were just man, so, does yeah, that changed that, Halo 3 for you. 
it completely revolutionizes Halo 3 for me. Like, I, I love Halo 3 multiplayer today Man. more than I ever have. Do you remember the menus they had, like the backdrop menus for Reach? Like oh, yeah, they're the, amazing. Oh, dude, I, see, that's something that's missed in MCC. Like, I feel, I feel genuinely sorry for people who are whose first experience is, is through MCC. It's like, I mean, I don't mean that in a condescending way. I just mean, like, man, those damn menus back in the no, day were awesome. Mean, Remember the Halo 2? No. I, well, no, I think it was Halo Combat Evolves where it was just like, it would actually say loading, and you saw, like, this kind of, it was, like, bluish. Oh, yeah. And then you saw yeah. that blue or that white kind of beam just kind of going, like, across the scope. Like, like, David Cameron, <sighs> who was the UI guy for the Halo games at Bungie, he was one of the best in the business for UI. And I remember when Reach came out, everyone was just talking about how Reach's UI was was perfect because reaches ui like it's kind of simple but it's so perfect and fluid you could easily drop into any mode uh you could bring your friends in easy you could bring over your credits menu and see your armor at any time it was just it was i never i don't remember ever having issues with like halo games outside of getting standby in halo 2 but like the menus were like seamless just looked beautiful the fonts the text that you just the ui design was perfect that's when they had really reached peak it was it was cool to see them go out like that. And also, you look back at the time for Bungie, and it's like um, Joseph Staten always says that like while his part of the crew of Bungie were working on ODST, then you had Leto who was working on Reach. And at least Staten always says that like that was pretty much like one of the high points because it was just so easy carrying yeah. over that Halo 3 engine. You usually had to make up a new engine and stuff like that, whereas Reach is a little bit different in development. But it sounds like they still had a pretty good time with that compared to some of the others because the pressure, the weight was off, even though I know that was I still I get the there. vibe from Joe State and the way he talks about it. Like, he literally, in an interview not that long ago, he basically said, like, you know, he basically said, like, yeah, I was involved with Reach, but, like, I don't really think about I don't. I don't think he had as big of a role in Reach. You know, he didn't no, it doesn't sound like he was at all. It sounds like he, he literally had, like, two separate teams doing each game. So, uh, But yeah. Marcus Little was the one heading uh, the other one. But I, I don't know. How do you look at the score? Because I feel that's honestly, whether it's it, it's just my least listened to Halo soundtrack out of three four three or Bungie. I don't listen to yeah. It I think much. I think I think uh, uh, Marty O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore knocked it out of the park again. Agreed. Agreed. It's just that the direction they chose isn't one that's as exciting. Like they purposely went for this really militaristic style, fitting for Reach's game uh, soundtrack. And they did it perfectly. They knocked it out of the park, but it just doesn't it doesn't caps encapsulate any of the things you get from the typical Halo music. So it's it's one of the least favorite soundtracks for me. And what about but, what about uh, Firefight? Like I know you said in ODST, I don't like just it. so different. Tell us why I don't, you don't like, like it. it. I never I didn't play it that much because it's just it's made to be arcadey with like unlimited ammo and uh, just the way it works. It wasn't survival mode as much like ODST was. ODST was much better for survival. Um, no, yeah, but yeah, no. I, I, but you know, having said that, you were able to have brutes and elites in the battlefield, which you weren't able to do in ODST. So it had its benefits, and I mean, you could do more with it. So no, for sure. I mean, what little I played of it is actually pretty fun. But every time I played the firefight in that, I'm like, why am I wasting my time doing this? I should just be. I'll just go play ODST firefight. You know, especially in MCC. So <laughs> I mean, it just kind of yeah. It's it's like uh, it's something I haven't really. That's probably my least played like mode in any Halo is reaches. A firefight, but on the other hand, when I did play Invasion for the first time, which I think was actually an MCC's Reach, I Probably. actually had a really good time. I had a really good time with it. Like yeah. it's not something that I'm going to go out on my way to play. But that that's the topic in of itself, man. Is like some of the there's been some Halo modes out there that just you don't see a lot of love for, and you always you always wonder if you're going to get it back or not. And it's like Ricochet. I would Ricochet 
took over the last two land parties we had. It like ended up taking that's over. That's so much fun. And that's not something we've had since. You know, it sucks, and it goes for any franchise. But it just sucks when you get your like staple fans who just want the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You know, like basically all Halo's ever gonna it's gonna boil down to people want, you know. Plain old even start four v four arena multiplayer like Slayer and that's fine but like because people stick to that so much like things like Ricochet and and uh, Regicide from Halo Four for instance like things like that an invasion from Reach they don't really get off the ground as much right you know? right Josh who, who's your favorite who's your favorite character at Noble Team well, I was gonna say I was actually gonna get your your quick thoughts on uh, the characters that's gonna run through them but um I'll say my favorite oh man honestly it probably was Cat. I really like Cat. I like what she brought really? to the table. It's not just because like she was super hot, but no, it was it was just because she was so unique and like I love that one conversation she has with Carter where he's like, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm I'm miss I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, I man, I'm I'm totally botching it. But it's like I want to. I know we're losing. I want to know if we've lost or something like that. When yeah, they're like talking about right. the oh, and I love that so much. Who's your favorite? Um, I guess I would probably say. And it's it's probably the most typical answer. I'd probably say um, George. George uh, just would because probably the scene of be George, the second choice. The, yeah, the the scene. Well, first of all, he's a Spartan too, which makes him awesome. But then, the two scenes that get me is the one where he's first, you know, meets up with Halsey and he calls her mom. You know, you see that <laughs> yeah. relationship, and then Men. and then the best moment is when he from first person throws you off the the Covenant Corvette. Throws you in in orbit, Make you know, down to earth, and sacrifices himself. You know he was just a and then a lovable. Then you realize it was like for nothing because all the yeah. other ones come out of slip space, and you're like, "Fuck!" That was basically nothing, dude. Oh, that's such a brutal man. That's a brutal moment. It, like it's one thing that this dude is like super likable. He's like the nicest Spartan ever, like a big teddy bear who tosses you out. Who basically says, "I'll be the one to stay. You go on." But then on top of it, you see that ship blow up. Not only does he die, it's for nothing because all yeah. the other ships come out. And you're just like, oh, my God, can we go back to like two minutes, please? But, man, okay, Brian, uh, what do you think of Emil? What's your thoughts on Emil? Um, I mean, he was awesome because of his helmet and his knife and just How some you of his one-liners. I mean, that, see, that's that's kind of like that's that goes into part of the reason why people don't like Reach as much. It's kind of like Rogue One. All of the characters just have little things about them that make them stand out, but they're not fully developed, and that's on purpose. They're supposed the the development is noble team. You know, it's not yeah. the individual characters. It's the Rogue One team. Like, um, you know, it's like Carter. He's the leader. Cat. She's the smart one that kind of operates out in the gray lines. You know, like uh, in the gray space. She's kind of doing things she shouldn't do. You got. Uh, June, he's the sniper. You have Emil, he's the the badass. You got Emil, he's the 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 what do you call it? Like the what's the line they use? Like the the bad tough guy with the heart. You know that's oh what, George. Yeah. What he is. Yeah, and then there's June as well. Which I, what yeah. do you think about June? Well, I June, love he's just like the sniper of the group, right? The, I think yeah. yeah. I was gonna say people really took a liking to June, which is so weird to me. Like oh, well, oh, to be clear, I love him. He's probably my third favorite. But yeah. I remember. Just seeing people like latch onto him out of over some of the others, and I was like, he's the one you get the least amount of time with. So like, why? Well, is that he's the only one that lives, though. That's true. <laughs> so, so I guess it makes it easy to like them. But they, me- they mention him in a game that shall not be named here. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, what what do you Josh, think? Josh, where Brian? do you, where do you put Reach? Like, well, give, give me the give, list off all the Halo games, just the mainline series that you like less than Reach. And if it, if you have to mention that one, just say. <laughs> Oh man, did I like less than it? Yeah, like what does Reach beat out for you in the Halo series? Uh, it beats out four. It's not a diss on four though, but that's probably the only one. Yeah, that's probably the only one right now. But again, that's not to slight four. It's not to slight four. It's just kind of looking for things overall, and I'm looking for nostalgia. And my nostalgia for Halo Four is just weirdly backwardly developed. Whereas Halo Reach, I still had a pretty good initial release like window of playing that game, despite not following the hype and everything and all the news and all that stuff. But yeah. that's probably it. Because I don't know. Because the thing is, is that when I get into that game, I don't get attached to Noble Six as much. Like, I know it's me, but I'm not playing it. I'm, no, to I, me, I'm not, he's not a character. Yeah, to me, I'm not really playing Halos because it's me. Like, I want to be a character. Like, I'm glad that they they, made, they gave us that option. Now that I've had that, I'm like, I don't really ever need that again. If you want to do it, that's what you're going to do. You know, that's fine. But, like, I, I don't prefer it. So, that. but it was cool. I just couldn't latch on. And then getting attached to some of the characters and they die off, you know, you know that's coming. But uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't latch on like I could, like, I don't know, uh, Johnson, for example. I mean, you know, in Cortana yeah. and stuff like that. So all these other side characters that you're kind of with throughout. But it made it all the more memorable because you're finally getting to see other Spartans. Was that kind of exciting, too, going into that game? Yeah, I mean, because at the time we just kind of thought, I mean, except, I mean, I know the book said something else, but the idea for the Halo trilogy was Chief's the last Spartan, you know? Yeah. Which now we're at a point where there's Spartans every freaking place you turn. I know. But, you know. <laughs> Which is Josh, funny because I, I was like, oh, I want that. But yeah. I got one final question for you before we do review. Yeah, let's you do, let's some do other the question me. and then uh, we'll, we'll close out with final thoughts on Reach and go into other Okay, stuff. yeah, and I, I want to get into those reviews. I think you guys are going to kick out of this because I know. <laughs> I don't even know what the reviews are yet. For It's our podcast reviews, but I know. I feel like I'm going to. We got a fun one in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you. I'm not going to share my opinion. I'll let you go first. I already have my mind made up, but okay. how would you, you know, people make jokes about Noble Six is hiding in a cave on Reach. He didn't actually die. He survived and hid in a secret cave. Yikes. How would you feel if in the future, 343 canonized Noble Six is still alive. He was hiding in a cave. What would you, how would you feel about that? Ah, silly. Don't, don't let, uh, don't let fans influence what you do. Your creativity. I think it'd honestly, be ridiculous. It'd I think so it would dumb. be ridiculous. I wouldn't like that. Let, let him be dead. Like that's his whole purpose, right? Like no. that's like. Jim I will Russo, say. You know? I will say it wouldn't ruin what was established in the game, like the whole survive thing, the whole seeing the helmet there. It wouldn't ruin that for me because it's like I have what twelve years, whatever it's been now, of just remembering that being as it is. But I don't. I don't really want them to do that. That's almost no. That's I, the retcon stuff. That's like bringing Didact back in the comics and killing them off. Everybody it's like, doesn't need to come back to life. No, no. I'm fine with that in Star Wars. But like, let Halo be its own thing. There, there's a character in the first Horizon game that dies, and they've mentioned this character a couple times in the sequel. Yeah. And I keep saying to myself, Are you gonna just let this character be dead, or are you gonna bring him back? And I'm waiting to see. I'm. I'm hoping You're they feel like they're in there. Dead. Yeah, you're feeling like they're in there and they're going to show up. I get that because they've done that with some other stuff in movies before I've seen where it's just like it, it's kind of like uh, implying and then you get to it. So. Yeah, it's like, come on, let's let people be dead for once. Yeah, no, I get that. Josh, I get final that. thoughts on Halo Reach. The final thoughts on Halo Reach, my man. I love it. 
I love it. I love it more than I did in early 2021 because uh, <laughs> uh, I've replayed it since and it's a blast, but it just doesn't. Uh, it's depressing in one sense compared to the others. Halo 1 is fun because it's mysterious. Halo 2 is fun because it's badass. Halo 3 is fun because it's the penultimate experience. ODST is fun because it's this new spinoff. It's not anything we've ever had before. And Reach is this prequel. And you already kind of know how it's going to end. You just don't know how you're going to how you're going to get there. And that's like the beauty of it if you're playing it for the first time. Yeah. But in subsequent times, it kind of loses that initial luster for me. And it's like, I know you're oh, you're going to die here. Oh, this mission's your send-off. This mission's your send-off. And oh, here's Halsey. And oh, here's the Cortana thing. Oh, hey, Keys. You know, and oh, Emil. Oh, getting stabbed. Okay, there you go. See ya. You know, and all this survive stuff. It's just kind of a checklist kind of thing, experience th- that it becomes. But... It's a lot of fun to play. I love the combat in it. It introduced a lot of fun new weapons that I really enjoyed playing. Um, some great, uh, some great set piece moments. You know that I that I still just kind of miss. I love the set piece moments they had in those games, and it's always fun trying to not die. There's that one mission where you have Cat with you and the Warthog, and you're kind of driving around and stuff. I yeah. forget the name of that one, but that it's always fun trying not to get completely wrecked in that. And the multiplayer is something that I don't like as much, but I will say that I'm fond of because even though Halo 5's multiplayer was competitive, it was built from the ground up to be competitive, and it's my favorite right now, I still prefer the approach of designing for like casual fun play and then the competitiveness coming out of that. I did not say the word. I did not. Okay. I I did not. Okay, Brian. I wasn't sure. That's good. I wasn't sure if I did. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think it's. I think the multiplayer stuff is better when you, um, when when you don't plan on it, when when you don't build it for that to take off. I get nowadays why that's kind of a, a necessity, and I'm fine with it. But it's just a preference thing. Like like you look at you look back at those games, and it's like you think of even like Gears of War one's multiplayer so tacked on at the end of development, and they didn't really flesh it out much. It was kind yeah. of basic. And it didn't really get too much DLC. It got some. I mean, it got a new mode in Annex. I guess I'm wrong on that, but it did get some. But at the same time, it turned into a hugely successful part of the franchise that completely changed it as we knew it. Every sequel did it up. We got Horde mode and we got co or I'm sorry, we got multiplayer with bots and all this other stuff. So, I mean, that was just different. Cause but they but they didn't go into it being like, okay, we're gonna our plan to design this is that people are gonna play an MLG, it's gonna be competitive, and people are it's gonna take off. Usually when you do that stuff in life, when you like, it's just like, uh, like kind of like what Ackman said way back in that episode when he was talking about like doing YouTube content. It's like, you gotta, you gotta kind of suck first. You know, you look at the people who yeah. go start out with the high end equipment and they just like try to have everything prepared and they start doing it and then they don't really have many views or they don't go anywhere. They kind of fizzle out. It's like, you gotta kind of suck first before you get good. And I kind of like that Bungie was kind of the same. I mean whether by intention or not, it's what happened. But I like that. And that's just kind of something they carried through. They were like each multiplayer, it's like you saw as each one progressed, the the competitive scene was taking off and increasing, but they didn't really let that influence them at all. You know? No, and I really like that. Like if anything, they wanted to make. if anything, like you said, Reach kind of doubled down on the casualness because suddenly you got like a fucking jetpack and you got, you know, all this other like, stuff. And obviously, obviously not everyone's going to think that Reach is the best Halo game. Most people don't, but like, in a sense, I feel like Reach was Bungie's ultimate Halo game. You know, it was the yeah. most full of content. It had everything ever from the series, from Firefight to Forge, Theater File Share, Campaign, Campaign Co-op, Four-Player Co-op, 
multiplayer, all the modes from all over the history of the series, King of the Hill, new modes, play as elites. I mean, it did everything. Yeah. It was it was literally like, this is everything we've learned in one package, the best we can do it. And obviously, some people are still going to... It's just like anything, right? I mean, like, um, you know, I mean, like Star Wars, for instance. I mean, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith. Not Revenge of the Sith, sorry, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Those did way more, in a sense, than... A New Hope did, but you're still going to get people like A New Hope more, you know? Yeah, you know, and that, but I do love that game so much because it's just like Revenge of the Sith for me. It's like you, going in to see that movie the first time, the hype is unreal because you just, you know that somehow Vader's going to show up, that Anakin's going to become Vader, that the Jedi are going to die out, but you had no idea how that yeah. was going to happen. You like that, like you know that there's an A and a Z, but you don't know how the A is going to connect to it. And that's exciting. And every time you re go through the experience, it's like fun because it's just more intense. It's like a lot more deep. And that's what yeah. this one is. But it's kind of nice. I do like it. Brian, I like you've... that they use this as a training ground to try some new things for Halo. You know, the equipment, yep. uh, spaceship battles. Yeah, you know, we didn't new... even talk about that. That was yeah. wild. You're playing that the first it... time, Brian. What's going on in your mind? I was blown away. I was just like, holy Blow shit. Blow me this is away. And then the, uh, the uh, like zero gravity when you have to land. And you have to get into the Covenant ship. Yep. It's kind of zero gravity. That stuff's yeah. awesome. Do you find uh, They brought yourself... the engineers from Halo ODST over, which was so cool. Oh, shit, they did. That's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, which were, and that. the engineers were, they were trying to get those in Halo since the first game. Yeah, because they, they wanted to follow Reach book. Them into Reach. Yeah. So it really, see, that's what I'm saying. It really feels like Reach was them do, putting everything they had into one ultimate package. You had every, uh, unless I'm forgetting, so, oh, okay, I guess there was no flood in that game. I was just say they put every alien species in that game. But they did no have flood. the brutes in there, which was a unique. But yeah, they got brutes. They had, I mean, they had all the covenant species ever. Plus, yeah. the truth of the matter is, like, even though me and Josh love the flood, Bungie had been on record saying that they tried to write the flood out for so long because they didn't want them there. They finally were able to make reach where there was no, there was no flood. You know? <laughs> yeah, so. they're like, let's go back before the flood. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, we can do that. You know, you make a good point though. It's kind of like what what haven't we done? What unused concepts do we have that we can put in? And then also, what do we still want to do with the time we have left with this before we move on? Yeah, That's a good point. But, man, do you find yourself, last question, when you're replaying through this series, do you find yourself starting off with Reach or do you just work into it? Um, I honestly, I don't start with Reach as often because, and I honestly have nothing against Reach because I adore Reach. It's in my top 15 games of all time. Mm -hmm. um, but nice. Reach isn't as replayable to me. The campaign is not as replayable to me as the original Halo trilogy. So if I'm gonna if I'm trying to get in the mood to play through the Halo series, I'm better off just to start with one and and leave myself open to going back. That's a good point because I think for me a big part of it is I don't like when I don't have Cortana. Like I got so used to like having yeah. an, someone just Reach talking is just, it, even Reach when is I'm a by drier myself. experience. Yeah, by it's, intention. But we love it. That's why we, we want love to it. talk about yeah, it. But yeah, you're right. Intentionally dry. You're totally right. No, I get that so. for sure. But man, but yeah, love that I, game. I love it. Uh, it's a great game. Um, if if that was the only Halo game Bungie ever made, I would have been like, I say I'm content, but I don't mean like I'd be content if they got rid of the other ones. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like if Bungie set out and created one game, one Halo game ever, and it was Reach, I would think, wow, you know, amazing. I wonder what that's like for people who get that as their first Halo experience. Like, let's say, uh, well, a uh, lot of people that is their that, the people whose first Halo experience was Reach. That's their favorite one. My friend Michael, his favorite uh, Halo is is Reach because he's a little younger than me, and yeah. like that was the one that was popping off when he was at the right age. You know, that's what's up. That's pretty cool. Oh. I just wonder, like, I wonder what that person thinks 
if you don't have any other context, like you don't really know much about Master Chief or anything. I wonder if Halo One flows in that in that nicely. Yeah, exactly. Like, how's the transitional experience? Aside, like, if you even if you take out the datedness of the of that one, but like, yeah. what's it? What's that like? But now, nah, love that game totally. Brian, you ready to move on? Josh, give me this first review. I'm dying to hear it. Okay, guys, we got two new reviews, one bad, and one good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Okay, Josh has read this, the bad one. But I haven't. Yeah, I keep Brian in, but I didn't tell him anything about this. So I'm not going to out of respect to you. If you're listening, I'm not going to say your name. Just, you know, just just in case to be safe. Uh, But uh, (laughs) one out of five nicer than you. One out of five (laughs) for sure. One out of five stars. Uh, It cuts off the the opening text. It says, wish I could recommend, but not very dot dot dot. The title of the show, Sacred Icon, led me to believe this was a hardcore Halo podcast that might discuss story and lore or deep dive into multiplayer arena topics, weapon tuning, map preferences, HCS, etc. But it's really more of a general casual take on Halo, and a lot of time discussion is spent on other games and shows. When they are discussing Halo, it's mostly them lecturing other fans on social media with hot takes and how to feel about this or that. Not a very entertaining listening. Not a very entertaining listen on the drive home from work. Came away feeling very li- misled by the title of the show. My constructive criticism would call for a title change and less time spent lecturing social media takes. Okay, well, positive. The positive thing I can say is he gave me more to chew on than I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a dick, but uh, <laughs> you know he he's right about something. Uh, we aren't. We don't uh, talk about like the competitive scene or the deep lore all the True. time. We are we are a general uh, general Halo pot. We, we've been talked. We've been told before we're like the Halo therapy uh, session. So we do. Yeah, talk I think about, Erica like, said we were like what was it commentators even. Yeah, yeah which I always we, loved. We, I always found that flattering. We talk about the culture of Halo. We talk about people's emotions of Halo. We talk about our thoughts on Halo. The 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 topics that come up. We do. We have you know in the past talked a lot about lore and some about multiplayer as well, but. Um, I like what we talk about, and honestly, uh, I don't think we have. I know everybody, a lot of people probably say this, but I don't think we have really that hot of takes. I think we're extremely level-headed guys who just try to see all sides of things and not make hot takes. I think that is our goal. So uh, I think that's kind of. Yeah, I don't really agree with that. I don't think we really make hot takes too much. Um, I know our last episode was very focused directly on a tweet. About the controversy of, of yeah, and that was probably the most issue. opinionated we probably have ever. Yeah, of issues with uh, the latest games content. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one more so than others. I wonder if you only listen to that one, but awesome. you know, hey, mean. all opinions are welcome here. Nobody has to like our podcast, but I think the title of the podcast is very appropriately named for us keeping it sacred, being positive, and being open-minded, and you know, trying to. Uh, delve into these topics without letting our emotions get in hand yeah uh, we try to avoid the hot takes so um yeah i mean hey if you're you listening to crazy? this you know what i just realized josh we up? made a big mistake we made a big mistake did somebody say steak um we made a big mistake because we told people that if they left us a five-star review we'd read it off on the show and we just read off a one star but it's our first one star it's okay so one. from now on no more. We won't read one stars. We'll say oh, no more one stars. Okay, this is this is the one and only one star we'll read off. Uh, from now on, we won't read them anymore. No more one stars. <laughs> Next time, Josh, when we have when I'm like Josh, we got any reviews. If you have a one star, instead of reading it off, just be like, 
Well, we got two five stars to read, and we got one crybaby bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, we got uh, two five star reviews and a one star review, but we're not going to read that one. So starting yeah. off with a one five. <laughs> no, yeah, but hey, man. Uh, hey, thanks for writing that in, giving us your feedback. It's good to hear that. But uh, yeah, could have done without it though. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Did it need to be said? But nonetheless, hey. You know, like Brian said, appreciate the feedback and uh, hope you listen to some other ones and get a better opinion of us because it sounds like that was a little bit of bias coming off of Twitter, probably. So hopefully you uh, you listen to us more and uh, change your don't base any opinions off tune. anything on Twitter. No, no, they just take Twitter? people take people as they are, not not the shit yeah. you see online. Okay, but what's the good one, Josh? The good one is the good one is this well, is the one that really matters. Unlike that, last it is. Time. It is. Uh, this is from Amp One Two One. And this also cuts off. I don't know why it does that. Um, but it, uh, it says a well-crafted and hugely positive Halo. I'm sure podcast is what they were trying to say. Nah, five just stars. Nah, just five time, five time, five time, five time, five time podcast champions. He says in a world filled with almost limitless entertainment, Josh and Brian's Halo-centric podcast deserves acknowledgement. Through Sacred Icon, they forged a positive online environment that fosters community, discourse, and friendship on a range of topics. For Josh and Brian, your level-headed responses throughout Halo Infinite's development are welcome in this occasionally toxic community. You remind me of my own close friends. And it's a wonderful slice of home when I tune in each Saturday. Keep it sacred, Sparkies. Wow. You know, to that last guy's review, listen to this new review. This is how you're supposed to write a review. This is how it's done right here. Shout out to Sparkies because it feels like the other one came in here and was like, hey, you guys suck, and Sparky's like, hold the fuck on. Yeah, he's like, let me provide the antithesis to that guy's review. Yeah. Uh, Sparky's, <laughs> thank you so much, dude. You really touched, feels like you really know us the way you touched on like what we go for here, and sounds yeah, like you got some good friends, man. Um, thanks for sending that in, dude. We we don't ever, like every now and then we get somebody on Twitter go like, they'll come up to our account and they'll be like, I really like you guys, but I didn't agree with this one thing. And what I always say the same thing, I'm like, that's totally cool, man. Like, we don't, we're not right all the time. We're not even close to it. We just try to be like, to like entertain all sides and like be open-minded. And, you know, there's no way we're going to be able to talk on here and not have people disagree with us. But we like to think that if we do say something you disagree with, you can at least like see the rationale of how we came to that conclusion or what we think of. Yeah. The only thing um, I'm ever really like hard stanced on is my, my thought, my movie reviews. I don't really, oh, yeah. I'll debate those to the ends of the earth, but I, on anything else, I'm like, you know, if someone tells me they don't agree with something, I'm like, oh, okay, let's hear it, you know? And then I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I didn't consider that or something. Like, somebody could be listening to this and thinking, like, man, Halo Reach really dropped the ball. I thought it was kind of bland. It screwed up the lore. The multiplayer sucked. Reach is really one of my least favorites. It's where the series went downhill. If somebody was saying that, I'd be like, I can see where you come to that conclusion. Like, I can see that. Like, despite how I love it and think it's great, that I can really see how you come yeah, to that. Yeah, it's weird for know? me, I think, because I think we're similar in that, like... As long as someone's talking about that topic, like if it's something we're interested in, I don't care if it's like positive or negative, unless it's like in a group. Like if I'm coming into a group that's like completely shitting on Revenge of the Sith, and there once there's not one person who's like wants to say one nice thing about it, then I'm like, okay, this is a loss. Yeah. Cause but if someone that- has a completely different view on it than I do, for me, it's just a chance to talk about it more. So I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know, I don't really mind differing stuff. But yeah, hey, thanks so much and. That's one of my favorite things that we always we always hear, and uh, you know that we remind people of what it's like hanging out with their friends and stuff like that. That's what we want it to feel like, and that's what it should, because uh, that's what pre-pandemic, <laughs> pre-Brian moving, that's what we did. We did a lot of LAN parties and had a lot of fun doing that stuff. And, and 
miss that and want to do that again sometime soon. Yeah, we were like we were this close to having another land party right when COVID struck. Yep. We were weeks out and we were and when COVID first struck, we were like, we're still gonna have it anyways because this COVID thing's not that Yeah, remember when everyone was like two weeks, two weeks top. Going to lockdown for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't realize years. it was two yeah, so we had years later. But hey, thanks so much. That means so much. Kind words. All the love to you, and uh, keep listening, and, and hopefully we can keep delivering that awesome content for you. Um, thank you so much. really makes our day. When we All right, Josh, remember if you're going to the business and the patron shout-outs? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, guys, if you want to uh, support us monetarily, go to patreon.com slash sacredicon. You can get in there for as low as a dollar, up to $50 to be on the podcast with us and get your, your opinions and hot takes or whatever you want out there. Um, just go to patreon.com slash sacred icon. If you don't want to support us that way, leave us a five-star review. Anything you say, if you leave a five-star review, we will say it here <laughs> so on the podcast. Say anything you say can and will be used against you yeah, like a one-star review. Yeah, even if you, even if you can, what would have been better is that guy who left the bad review, if he had to just left five stars and then he could say whatever he yeah, wanted. Yeah, five stars, but he just says, y'all some bitches. Yeah, yeah. Like, all, all matters is that five-star algorithm, right? So yeah. leave a five-star review. We'll repeat it on the podcast. Um, or if you guys want to follow us, or uh, you can follow us at Sacred Icon Pod. You can follow Josh at Jurassic Joshy. You can follow me at Brian's Bane. Um, if you want to come to the Discord and get to know us and get to, you know hang out with our community, very accepting people, you can go to uh, Discord. Look, look up Sacred Icon on Discord. We used to have the URL, but I think... We don't have yeah, enough boots anymore, information. so it's gone. Yeah, you're free to join our Discord. Um, let your friends know about the podcast if they like Halo. Uh, we got some oddball stuff we do every now and then where it's and, not hey, about Halo. Anytime we, we post the stuff up, it means the world if you guys like and retweet. Always helps get that spread out there. Always helps let other people know. Same with those Apple Pod reviews. Like Brian said, you send that shit in, we'll read it. Help gets the word out. Believe me. Believe it! Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, you ready for the patron shout-outs? Yeah, Brian! Holy shit, dude! Holy shit, we really got to thank Sparkies. I was going to give him a special shout-out. Our new $50 patron, Sacred Boy, who's going to be on the podcast with us, is Sparky. That's not, that's him? That's him. Oh, no shit. I don't want to bring up the app when you're like in it. I don't want it to kick you out, but I can't see no, it. No, right I won't now. kick me out. Okay, okay. I want to check that real quick. That's like dope, dude. No way. Man, thank you so much, Andrew. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, Leaving the, the good review and dropping that patron support. That fat patron support. Dude, that's dope, Sparkies. Thank you so much. Not only the sweet review, but the amazing, amazing droppage of that big He's going to be on the podcast in a month or so. Hell yeah, dude. That's so awesome, dude, man. Thank you so much from the bottom of the That our really means a lot. And yeah, that, I mean, it's easy to say because it's, you know, there's money there. But no, in all seriousness, like, it must mean you guys really like us to pay that amount. I mean, can seriously. We make, since we're not going to give his name on the podcast, for the guy who left a bad review, can I, can I give him a name? Sure. His name's Stinky. Stinky? You're a lot better than Stinky. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for crossing out Stinky with your amazing review. Yes. You are the Febreze in an otherwise fumigated oh, party yeah. room. So yeah, yeah, Stinky was all up all over the place, and you came with that Febreze and just knocked him out of there. Out of there. You opened the window, it. and you said, I'm, I'm fixing this shit. 99.9% effective, you know what I'm saying? Hey, but thanks so much. Thank you. All right, Josh, I'm going to go through the rest of these patrons quickly. Give us your quick response. Boom, boom. Ready? Brian says that because he knows we'll be here forever, if not. Yes. Next, uh, our next patron is, it's Yachty. Makes me think of a Yeti, but even kinder. It's Yachty. Picture like a Jersey dude. It's Yachty, boys! Yachty, Who boys. Thank you for vibe? Thank you for, thank you for support, man. Next, we got Hocus Locust. Hocus Pocus 2, Hocus Locust. It's even scarier. This one's actually like, a, this is rated NC-17. It's like super bloody. As long as that cat's back, I'm happy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Next, we got Day Dark Chaos 580. Dark Chaos 580. 
Ohio is for lovers by Hawthorne Heights Forever, keeping that emo stuff alive. I love you. Don't know any of that, but thank you for the support. <laughs> In that dark realm, we have Phantom. Thank you for your support. Oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Danny Phantom, thank you, thank you. Next, we have Blind Valkyrie, who said that we weren't calling her out. I don't know what was happening. Something must have glitched in the Matrix, but we Totally got sorry about that, Blind Valkyrie, but we appreciate um, you so, so much. Thank you. And we just want to let you know that the color orange is just as good as any color, regardless of what our opinions are on it. We know yeah, you love orange. I'm just a butthead. I'm just we a just butthead. don't like it personally. Yeah, for sure. But we love you. Thank you so much. Next, we got William Green. My pastor's last name is Green, so I know he's a good guy. William so Green, Green, you know what I mean. Kevin B, if you want to, well, that was good, Josh. Damn, that was that was hot. It's always good. It's a little hot. It's always good. Let's Next be honest. Next we got Kevin Benson, who's on Kevin episode ninety nine. Hell Check yeah, I love Kevin. Kevin's great. We got one of our sacred staples, Albino. Love you, dude. Albino. Next we got Ira from I I I I. I'm I'm never. Ira. We got Ira from Ira. Thank you for really messing with Brian's brain mind grapes there. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, Thank I you. I don't know why it's so hard for me. It's IIRVN TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I got it right. IIRVN TV 93 at. Yeah, here we go. Cool. cool. Thank you so much, man. We love you. I love seeing your face on those streams. You're such a. You, you give me like. Give me the positive vibe, vibes man. like crazy. Yeah. Uh, next, we got. I'm like a bird. Actually, Jason Bird. And I'm true. Oh, there it is. <laughs> he did it. He did it again. <laughs> oh, do it. There was some, there's one other line she says that I was at work, I was thinking about it, and I did it. It was another thing like that. I can't remember how it goes, though. She's like, I'm like a bird, only fly away. I don't know where my soul is, soul is. I don't know where my home is. But, baby, all I need for you is I'm like a bird. Oh. True. Brian can't so sing good. that song without that part. Brian and I could be, like, sneaking into a deeply secured base in... We're like the code name for like go is I'm like a bird I always fly away and then uh, the <laughs> guard walks right by like straight <laughs> up metal, metal gear solid sound and I'm like don't do it don't do it bro whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Yeah. I'm like Josh I can't he's like Brian please we're almost out of here Scott I'm like Josh no I can't <laughs> like, what the fuck God damn it. Oh, moving on. We got my brother, Crady Tady. Thank you so much, Crady Tady. Happy recent anniversary. Week. He just got a new home. He got a new house. He got a new home. He got a new anniversary. I hope you got it cleaned up in there. Otherwise, it's going to smell like AJ's Dank. Thank you so much for your support. AJ's Dank. AJ's Dank. Hell yeah. Next, we got Evan Leah. Laying down Evan Leah! Thank you so much. We got Elliot Finn. Great supportive dude. Elliot Finn. Fan of you so a much. friend of Haruspis. Yeah. Thank you so much. Love, love seeing we his flowers enthusiasm. Fallout 152, it's way better than Fallout 76. Two better than 76. Twice as good, mother... Uh, next we got... <laughs> I swear, I'm better than John. Next we got Owen the Lego King, waiting for that Halo Lego set. Hell yeah, Owen. Not, doesn't want none of that mega construct. None of that mega Scrap, construct. Don't want that. None of them mega nope. blocks. Josh, hit me up with the sound of the song of Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus, Menadeus. Oh, oh, Menadeus. Yes, I love the part at the end where it sounds like you're choking a chicken. Yeah. Free guys, back at me. You miss me, motherfuckers. I'm back here to talk about Halo Reach. It's been a while. Gobble, 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 gobble right on these motherfucking nuts. <laughs> Next we got, he's a rebel, he's a saint. It's Shin Rebel. Shin Rebel! Um, ascending from the ashes, born anew. It's the Irish Phoenix. Brian, I took a Thank second so for that one to hype it up. Hey, thanks I had to. so much. I had to take a second. Next we got, it's not the cool shark. It's not the dope shark. It's, it's the, the lame, lame shark. shark. Buddy's cooler than them all. Thank you so much he for that is. support. 
Next we got, I'm on the dance floor. I'm not dropping the dab. I'm dropping the dab. Dab! Thank Always. you so much. That's, that's what support. it is. That's a show of respect. That's a power move. That's a power Kevin step. Nelson, you play on the best football team there is. I'm not sure who's highest ranked right now, but who who just won the Super Bowl? Rams. You're on the Rams. I think, it was, I think, I think it was the Rams. Unless you hate the Rams. I don't know. Bengals, Rams. I don't remember anymore. I don't Bengals, know. But hey, hey, but hey, thank you so much. That halftime show, though, it was legit. It was pretty good. Very good. It was Very pretty good. good. Boomers didn't like it, Demon though. Demon256, who's got 256 megabytes extra memory than cheap. Hell yeah. Like Thank you, Demon. Down. Thank you so much. Next, we got Eric Milligan. Always reminds me of Mulligan from those early Madden games. Thank you so much. I always think of golf, but Brian thinks of foosball. I think love of, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, hey, Next, we got that suave-looking dude with the facial hair. It's Jared Hartley. Thank you so Jared much. Jared Hartley. You, bro. King of selfies. King of selfies. Right love there. him. Yeah. Next, we have... It's been too long, Josh. I'm a space-bound rocket ship and I'm treading. I combined them. Oh, that's some kind of Linkin Park Jay-Z remix. I'm a remix. space-bound rocket ship, and now I'm true. Oh, man. <laughs> Who turned up Next the heat? We got Thank you so much. Our moderator and lovely video editor that we've given no work in over two months is Small Print TV. <laughs> Thank you so much. Small Print TV, guys. Make sure you check him out on Twitch. Puts out great content. Love Thank you, bro. You we also you. have our other mods, Aaron. Aaron! Puts out great streams. At Aaron, be sure and check him out too. Prayanshu. Prayanshu, cooking that food, looking real smooth, always tagging me and stuff too. He's always keeping it sacred. Dude, more than, when does more he than not? most people. When does he not? Yeah. And we got, well, actually, no, that was it. We got our buddy, <laughs> well, we got our admin. He's not, he's not in there, uh, buddy, but he does deserve a shout out for Bear, who I'm so excited for you with the recent Destiny 2. Ooh, Witch King, he's in on it. Yeah. He's got five on it. I don't, even know if that's it. I don't know why I'm going there. Except he's not even a five dollar patron yet. I'm saying he's got five on it. What the hell? You got we five just love on him, it. Bear. Uh, next we got Cameron eighty eight, who's dueling every terrorist to a Halo three Magnum game to settle. My money's on him. My money's on him. My money's on him. Thank yep. you so much. My next we got Colt him. Pittman, who made Brett Favre look like a little bit. bit, 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 bit. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Hey, Cole. That worked out rather well, didn't Thank it? Thank you. Next, we have the original sacred staple. It's Rodan. Rodan! Hell yeah, Appreciate Rodan. You so love you, buddy, so much. Rodan, if you were here, I would I, butter your waffles. I love you. Butter my waffles. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Butter my waffles. Appreciate Thank you so much. Next, we have David Wyant, our friend in real life. Hell yeah, man. And our lovely love guy. Love David so, so much. David is one of the coolest dudes I've ever known. Smooth Thank ass you so much. Dude. Love you. Uh, next, we got... Anthony Dorsey, ACDC Outlaw. ACDC Outlaw. Mega Black! Who is also Mega playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. ahead, Josh. Finish it. I think it's just a turkey lady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's also playing Forbidden West and loving it as well. Hell yeah. No, it's good to see. It's so good to see the love. I'm glad to see some new video games come out and people excited for them. Oh, it's a great game, man. Yeah. I just love like being able to engage in that and stop talking about that new Halo game for just a little bit. <laughs> Um, next we got descending from the, his, uh, web butthole, his butthole web, his web, web butthole. butthole. Oh, it's, uh, Caleb Webster. He is the Michael Salvatore and Marty O'Donnell of our hey podcast. Guy. He does our music. Thank you so much for your support. Next we got Chris Gecko Mineco. Have you seen my Greco? Chris Gecko. One more time. We got Chris Gecko Mineco. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Can we combine that? Oh, you want to do it one more time? Okay, here it goes. Chris Greco Mineco. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Boom. That was fast. Before I thought you were going to be like a Chris Greco. Greco, 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 I'm like a Chris Gekko. I don't know where my spacebound rocket ship went. Oh, <laughs> what the hell, Brian? We're gonna going have on? to turn these all into a jingle at some point. Hey, but oh, hey, it's crazy, thanks so man. much. It's Thank you so much. Next, we got Tony dropping Tony that support. Tony. 
He's going to be on the podcast relatively soon. We love that dude. Yeah, I can't wait for Thank can't you wait so to much. talk with Tony. Love his singing. Love you. Next, we have Christopher Columbus's terrible movie had a sequel that was actually good, Pixel Freaks. Thank you so much. <laughs> People are like, who the fuck's Chris Columbus? But no, I don't we, know what you're talking about. We love uh, you uh, so Pixel much. Freaks, Next, we got not the jack of all grunts, not the queen grunt. It's the king grunt who says, you know, I don't always agree with you guys, but I, I like your opinions and I, I like listening to you guys. We really appreciate that, man. That's We'd love to hear your opinions more often. Yeah, we love that. Thank you so much. Josh, uh, we had no blankets left in the house and everyone was freezing. Yeah. So what we did was we invited one person over who could make us all warm again. Sure. It was Aerie, 0430's mustache. Thank you so much. <laughs> Get under here. <laughs> Covering us as a blanket. Get under here. I'll keep you warm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Next, we have not the Phantom Menace, the Montana Menace. Been supporting us Montana for a long Menace. time. Montana Menace. Hey, I loved hearing back from you, man. Can't wait to hear more from your podcast. I think MTG and Chill. Hope I'm getting that right, so go check Everyone moving forward, Montana Menace and Ford has been supporting us for over a year. Dude, insane. 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 insane in the membrane. Next, we got Green Plumber, who goes by another name. Josh, what is it? Fucking Ouija. Just recently rewatched Super Mario Brothers movie, and I was thinking about him oh, the entire love time. It. Love that guy. I would guy. love to do a podcast episode about the Super Mario Bros. movie. I actually told him about that. So, like, if you're down, we need to make that I happen. would totally. I love that movie. Seriously? Dude. Yeah, I, I do. Movie. Absolutely. Ouija, let us know, man. And while we're watching that, let's have a good bowl of Codios. Good bowl of Codios with some milk, man. Nothing better. Thank you so much Nothing better. Support. Thank you, sir. And maybe it would make Josh grow a little bit more so he wouldn't have to be a Joshy small boy. He'd be a Joshy big boy. Thank you so much for that. We can only aspire to such heights. <laughs> Josh looks so disappointed. <laughs> Thank you so much for the support. Next, we have the biggest NASCAR Thunder 2003 enthusiast in the world, Ryan Barca. <laughs> Barca! Miss you, Thank man. You so man, we got a lot of patrons, dudes. We do. I love it. I love it. Next, we got the most lovely, newest dad around, Dustin Mondre. Dustin so Mondre! Andre. The father of you, one. Man. Uh, next, we got Anthony Nicolosi, whose game I think might be coming out this year. Keep an eye out for Kale Fall Entertainment's game. Heck yeah. I hope that next happens. Next, we got when Corey I press Hanks. Start. Corey Hanks. The lovable man. Corey Hanks. Thank you Hell so much. Yes. We love you, dude. I love Corey. Uh, so much. We're finally on. We're getting towards the end here, Josh. We got Brent Onimo. You heard him on a couple episodes ago. Great dude. He's on the Oni Nightwire podcast. Check Hell, him out. Yeah, Thank check you him so out. Much. Brent, you're so great, man. Hope you get filmed better, buddy. Speedy recovery your way. Next, we have dropping in from the ceiling with that ODST Chili Drop pod is MH Cosplay. MH motherfucking cosplay. Love him. Thank you Love so him. much. And then when back. he runs out of chili beans and he's stranded on Mars and he has to have someone help him figure out how to take one chili bean and make it into multiple chili beans, he'll use the genius of Genesis to come up with <laughs> Genesis. <laughs> I like this. I like this. I'm picturing so when, I, when I hear genius, I'm picturing uh, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> That's what go. I'm picturing. Very I love nice. it. I love it. Is that the guy with the big blue penis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Big blue cock. There you go, Genesis. Yep. You've heard That's it first him. from Josh. Yep. What he pictures when he thinks of you. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, next, we got Ian Big Dog Mills continuing Ian to Big spread Dog good vibes. Ah, I love you love so much. Love the dude. Glad to see you uh, streaming and stuff a lot, man. It, it's just great to see that so much. Thank you so much, man. Uh, next, we got the Spicy Fall. Spi- spicy Fall? Spicy Fall. The Spicy Fall. The Papa Smurf. <laughs> the spiciest of all meme lords. It's Photon. Photon. Photon, my dude. Giving me that recent Photoshop. So funny, all the controversy with Evangeline Lilly lately, and I, I was right. like, "Can you can you put my foot over, or can you put my foot over? Can you put my face over Paul Rudd's face?" And then I was like, "Ah, eh, you know, after seeing that Evangeline stuff." But hey, love you, Photon. You're 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 Next so got, you're so just. You're Josh right is like, I want to keep talking about Photon Brian. I love him, man. Hong Kong. <laughs> uh, next, we got K and Nick who says, "You know what? It's quality, so I think." It's good. <laughs> you, bro. I love it. Brian's like, I heard that. I'm running with it. Hey, but Kay and Nick, thank you so much, man. Love you so much. Josh, you know, do you know why I was about to say something that people would be like, holy shit, that sounds dark. I was about to be like, do you know why I keep my my wife in a cage? <laughs> 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 to keep him away from Trevor Polky because it's just like, 
Trevor Polky, this is how I picture you and women, right? Have y- y'all ever seen the movie The Iron Giant? You seen that movie? Oh my god, yeah. You seen that movie, Josh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know in The Iron Giant when like he blows up or whatever mm-hmm. and he's able to call all of his parts back to him like the screw will roll all the way back to him? Yeah. That's what Trevor Polky does. He has a constant resonator that just like <laughs> pulls all the women towards him. So if I didn't keep my wife locked up, she would just she just go to Trevor Polky because he's such a ladies man. <laughs> Thank you for that support. Hey, I love you, Trevor. You. I love you. Next, we got the Shipleys waiting for that next season of WandaVision, even though Josh says, you know what? Kirstie's a lot better than Wanda because he's not a big fan of Not her. a big fan of the Wanda Depression, but uh, the Shipleys, I love them. Love them. Next, we have our, oh my, Josh, you know what I just discovered? What did you discover? Jeez, motherfucking nuts! That's what. Um, We have to have a moment of silence because we lost glass. <gasps> the man who was trying to get first place no. for all these years, he finally was sick of looking at the back of Matthew Salvatore, <laughs> and he just gave up, man. He oh, just threw in the towel. Man. No glass? He's out. Glass no is glass? gone, dude. Oh, been, I feel like it's been like two years. It has. That hurts, man. No, it doesn't hurt like we're sad that you dropped support, dude. We love you just as much as always. But just not being able to say you're the second it's, guy anymore. Yeah. So guess who our new second guy is? Man. It's Dust Storm, the original podcast. Dust Storm! Hell original yeah, Original po- podcast. Hey, but Glass... Dust Storm is now... Love you, man. Number two. Dust Storm said, you know what? I'm going to go where no man has gone before. Glass couldn't make it. I'm going to make it. I'm yeah. going to take hey, but down. Glass, thank you for those two years. That meant yeah, so dude. much. It was Glass, we love so you just as much as always, and we will never forget you for all, all that, that support. support. Seriously, yeah. And, so and also, Dust Storm, thank you so much, dude. Uh... Love seeing. I think you posted something about D and D soon. I'm like, shit. How did we never talk about this when we when we podcasted? I'm like, oh yeah. shit, that's cool. The storm has been. He is literally. He just hit two years of supporting us, dude. That's banging. Thank you so much. That's banging. Josh, finally, we have the man who saw Justice League and knew it needed more. Said hashtag Restore the Snyderverse. It's back. It's not going anywhere. We're not leaving. Let's make it happen. It is Matthew Salvatore, ladies and gentlemen. The only guy who can say he supported us since the literal first month this podcast existed. Yeah. Oh. says right here he joined November 24th, 2019. Wow. That was a long time ago. Wow. A lot's changed wow. since then. But wow. war. Ron, give me your changes. best Owen Wilson wow. Wow. Well, that's pretty good. good no, I like that. Man. I like that. That's whatever. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll get out of here. We've been grilling your ear about patron shout outs for a good 10 solid minutes now. That's what happens when you got so much support, baby. We just got to give it back. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Plus, last week... You know what, Josh? Last week, we weren't able to give a patron shot because we got locked out of our account. So yeah. we need to do one little thing extra. We need to just make one little jingle here at the end or something. Just as a little payback. I love you, extra. patrons. You make us feel so good. I love you, patrons. I hope it's understood. We love you, patrons. We're about to get out of here. But Brian and I don't like to drink beer, so I don't know. I got nothing else. But hey, that was beautiful. Everything that Josh said was true. Oh, baby, that's it. Guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred, guys. Jeff Steitzer's not here today. It's just me and Josh. Josh, hit us up with keep it sacred. Keep it sacred, guys. Peace out. See ya.